It's time once again for another episode of All That's Jazz, the podcast that explores everything in the world of jazz. And here now is your host, Alan Scott. Hello and welcome to another episode of All That's Jazz. As a part of our Catching Up With series, our guest is pianist, arranger, producer, and educator Antonio Adolfo. Antonio was our guest a little over a year ago during Season 1, and today we catch up with him about his newest release, which is a tribute to the music of Brazil's greatest maestro and composer, Antonio Carlos Jobim. The album is called Jobim Forever. Antonio, it's a pleasure and an honor to have you back with us here on All That's Jazz. It's my pleasure to be here talking with you, and uh, I'm here in Rio de Janeiro right now, but the world is too small with this uh, technology. We can communicate, uh, doesn't matter where we are. I think the last time we spoke, you were in Miami. Are you, or at least in the Miami area, do you still have a residence there? Yes, I do. I live, actually, I live in, the, in Hollywood, which is a little bit north of Miami. It's close to Fort Lauderdale. And I, I used to spend uh, maybe half of my time in Florida and, uh, and half, the other half here in, in Rio de Janeiro. But yeah, that's it's a close place for for us to to fly. You know, it's fly from Rio to there is like an eight hour flight. It's very comfortable to do that. So I'm back and forth. So you're not taking up residence back in Rio at this point. No, no, my residence is uh, in the U.S. right now. Good. Well, the last time, Antonio, that we spoke, you had a release out, which was called Bruma, and that was celebrating uh, the music of Milton Nascimento. And I will tell you that that album was absolutely uh, fantastic. It is fantastic, and a pleasure to have had an opportunity to uh, share those times and moments with you about Bruma. But since then... Uh, you have, in fact, uh, well, let me just say that the last time we talked, you had indicated there might be something on the horizon, and that has already become a reality, and you've issued a new release, and it's called Jobim Forever. Yes, that's it. And I, I just got uh, good news from, from Bruma also because uh, we got uh, a nomination for the Latin Grammy as the best Latin jazz album for the Latin, Latin Grammy this year. And uh, uh, Jobim Forever is the new album dedicated totally to Antonio Carlos Jobim, to the music of Antonio Carlos Jobim. Is, uh, now it's uh, selected for the Grammy 
but uh, is it the first step there now. So I'm very happy with those two releases, which I dedicated much of my time to, with uh, great musicians, the same musicians that did uh, um, Brumer, the one to, uh, dedicated to Milton Nascimento. I am also playing with them in Zobi forever. It's uh, a nice album. It's a nice uh, dedicated album to. It's a very, it's very nice to to be able to dedicate an, an entire album to the music of Antonio Carlos Jobim. He was a very, very, very important composer, maybe the, the most important in Brazil of all time. One clarification: Are you under consideration for two albums, or the, at least the beginning process of that? Yes, for the Grammy, I am in consideration for Jobim Forever. Yes. I, the album was selected uh, as uh, the best Latin jazz album, the best uh, sound engineered album for non-classical. Uh, also, there are three three arrangements. I did the, the one for Girl from Ipanema, the one for Wave, and the one for A Felicidade, and also the soloists, uh, Danilo, the alto sax for uh, the song Favela, and also Rafael Rocha, trombone player for Inutil Paisagem. But we are also nominated, uh, already nominated for Latin Jazz, uh, for the, the Latin Grammy, I'm sorry, for the Latin Grammy that will, be ha that will happen in Las Vegas. That's the Latin Grammy, which is the, the Grammy for the Latin music. I am uh, nominated already for the best Latin jazz album and, and for this best sound engineering. For this particular album or the Bruma? No, for Bruma. That's for Bruma. You're right, yes. That's for Bruma. And getting back to your new release, Jobim Forever, you had mentioned that Antonio Carlos Jobim was one of the most important composers ever in Brazil. And of course, in my opinion, he is known and loved worldwide. Yes, is for sure. And, uh, you know, it was very difficult to focus in, uh, in something that would make uh, something different. Because, uh, first of all, Jobim was a great arranger as well as a great composer. Uh, his harmonies, uh, uh, everybody try to play with the same chords that he always used for, for his songs. And um, I was very enthusiastic uh, of, uh, about Jobim since I, I heard him, uh, his, his music for the first time. It was in 1959. And then uh, the, the, the following years, I also kept uh, listening to Jobim. Uh, I mean, the 60s, during the 60s, uh, that was the moment that his music became very popular in, in Brazil and also in the world. For example, his, his song, The Girl from Ipanema, is one of the most recorded of all time. He is one of the most recorded songs that we, we know. And uh, he was so popular with that, those beautiful melodies. And I concentrated this album, the, the, the songs that he did during the 60s. All the songs there, except A Felicidade from the 60s. 
So that was the basis for your selection of the tracks that are on this particular release. How long of a project has this been to put together? I have already recorded some of Jobim uh, music in my previous albums. Like uh, I did with Corcovado in my album, album I did in 2019. I did also some other tunes by him in other albums. But this year, I thought that after doing Milton Nascimento, I mean, uh, an album dedicated to Milton Nascimento, which was a great composer as well, it was maybe the right time now to, to celebrate the music of Antonio Carlos Jobim. It's, uh, maybe, as I told you, is, he is the most important composer in Brazil of all time. So when you were putting this together, uh, what was the selection process like in terms of choosing whether you did Girl from Ipanema, uh, Agua de Beber, etc.? The, selec the selection process came naturally to the 60s. I think the 60s uh, are the, is the time that uh, his music uh, uh, got me more enthusiastic about him. Of course, uh, uh, he has beautiful songs from the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s. He did great albums. Everybody recorded his songs because uh, when someone wanted to record an album, oh, let's see if I, found, I find some uh, nice song by Antonio Carlos Jobim. It's not here, not only here in Brazil, but uh, also in, among the jazz musicians in the US and the, uh, everywhere. And um, so it, it came naturally with uh, these, these songs that uh, are from the 60s. Uh, also, all of those songs I played when I was starting my career in the 60s. I started, actually I started in 1964. Antonio Jobim was uh, maybe my preferred uh, musician at that moment as well. And so I have all those songs in my memory, like very strongly and uh, I have doing arrangements of those songs for different people. I play those songs in different uh, occasions and uh, always I, I feel that uh, there are songs that uh, the musicians also enjoy much to play. They enjoy very much to play all these songs uh, like Wave. Uh, I don't know a musician, a jazz musician, for example, that doesn't like to play Wave. For example, when we go to jam session, and then people say, "Oh, let's play wave." It's like that, you know. And, and so, so are the other songs also like that. And I, I could do something different uh, from the originals, from the, the harmonies, as I told before. I could change some chords. I did that the way I feel the, those harmonies and the, the metrics also, the the way to. Sometimes a way to one one measure more to to play the other the other measure, and um, something that uh, gives more more uh, some like Antonio Adolfo put some Antonio Antonio Adolfo on the Jobim music. <laughs> well, and that that's what I was going to ask you is if you meant to bring a different arrangement and the Antonio Adolfo uh, flavor to it, uh, and you didn't feel necessarily pressured to recreate the songs uh, as they're written necessarily. 
Yeah, so when I create an arrangement, uh, uh, no normally I like to play many, many times the, the some uh, some song. For example, if I'm going to play A Felicidade, besides I, I've played that, uh, that song in many occasions uh, with many other musicians, with many other singers, I... When I when I think about my album, okay, now I'm gonna I'm gonna be very much myself uh, on that. So I I start to play and play like dozens of times till I, I get to a point where I feel I'm almost like a partner of the of the composer because I'm I'm also a composer, but uh, of course I don't change the, the essence of. Uh, of that song, but I, I like to play many, many, many times till I get to a point I feel I'm very familiar. I am almost like a partner. In this particular release, Antonio, there are no vocals. For example, The Girl from Ipanema, I expected there might be vocals somewhere in there, and there are none. In fact, if correct me if I'm wrong, there are no vocals at all on this particular release. There is only one vocal, but it's not uh, like, uh, it's more like an instrument uh, is uh, on track A Felicidade. That's from the the Black Orphos, the movie. I had uh, Zé Renato, he's a great vocalist. Uh, he did uh, just the intro. He, he sang the Tristeza não tem fim. Felicidade, sim. Tristeza não tem fim. Felicidade, Then I start the, the melody, and then I'm back in the at the end of the solos. He, he come back again, and um, he do again the same phrase: "Tristeza não tem fim, felicidade sim," which means sadness doesn't have an end. Happiness, yes, it 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 does have an ending. So happiness is short, no short time. But uh, I could have. Uh, I thought about inviting maybe Carol Savoya, which is my, my, my daughter. She sings very well. But I decided to keep it very instrumental, mainly instrumental, the album, almost totally, as you said. Let me ask you about a couple of favorites. One is my favorite, and then I'm going to ask you a favorite uh, on this particular release. And that is, uh, for me, Agua de Beber. The arrangement of that was amazing. I thought it was a, a stunning piece of music. Yes, Agua de Beber, that's a stunning piece of music, as you, you told me.
you know, Agua de Bebe has a, has a story about that. Uh, it was created during the inauguration of Brasilia, the capital. Uh, the, the president invited the Jobim and Vinicius de Moraes to create uh, the symphony. And one day they were in the, there was a small river and they, and then Jobim took the water and put drink that water, very pure, very, very nice, the water, very, very pure water. And then they created that uh, Agua de Bebe. There's nothing to do with the, the inauguration of the capital. I say that Agua de Bebe has been recorded by many people before, and I, I did something that uh, had a, a catchy swing also. That's strong. I repeat that uh, that part, and then I I go to the melody, which is more lyrical. There are some nice solos and very vibrant solos by Jesse Sadoc, the, the trumpet player, and by Danilo Sina, the, the alto player. And then I think I do a an, an solo there. I don't remember if I solo, do a solo there. I think so. Yes, I do a solo. I play a solo there. And But that's uh, that's incredible piece of music. Uh, that's that's incredible melody, this incredible composition by Jobim. I agree with you totally. It is, and uh, one of your favorites would be what? <laughs> That's a very good question. I love all of them, because each of them has one characteristic. Uh, I still think Girlfriend Ipanema is one of the most beautiful melodies that Jobim wrote. They have a contrast in the, the first section. It's more swinging, it's more rhythmically, and the second part is, is like a lyrical when they say ta ta da ya da da da. It's incredibly beautiful. Oh, I love Wave, I love A Felicidade. A Felicidade was the first song I I heard from Jobin in 1959. I was 12 years old, and I, I remember when I I can't tell you. I remember the day I listened to the for the first time a Felicidade. I love all of them. How insensitive Favela, which is humor not in vez.
of them. Yes. So tell me about a relationship you might have had with uh, Antonio Carlos Jobim, or did you? Yes, I I met Jobim for the first time. It was in a party in 1962. He was coming back from the the concert, uh, Bossa Nova concert, at the Carnegie Hall in, in New York. And then it was in Jardim Botanic, which means Botanic Garden, is a place uh, near where I live here in Brazil. And there was a party, and at the end of the party, uh, there was, in the party, there was many people from the Bossa Nova movement. Uh, there was like a Bossa Nova, typical Bossa Nova party. And at the end, I, I asked him, can you, can you drive me to, to Copacabana? He was going to, to there, no? and then I knew that he was going to there. So you never really worked with him or recorded with him? No, but I, I, I had the, the chance to, to be the teacher of his grandson, Daniel Jobim, who, who is uh, the one that plays uh, like Jobim. He used the same hat, uh, the same uh, Panama hat. And uh, he's a very good pianist, is Daniel Jobim. And uh, also his daughter, Maria Luisa, uh, was my student. And João, his other son, uh, was also a student of my school in Rio. And uh, we talked a lot about, uh, he liked to talk about nature. He loved to talk about the animals, the, the forest. Uh, I call him the man from the forest. He also had some complaints about the, the lead sheets of uh, his songs, uh, the written music of his songs that sometimes were, were not uh, well written, uh, that had uh, some wrong chords, uh, some wrong um, notes in the melody. He was a little bit upset about that. Hmm. So when you put this album together, the musicians that you worked with uh, on Jobim Forever, uh, you called them a dream team. Uh, and you said something to the effect that it was kind of a pity that you only had to spend a few days with them. Is it the same yeah, sure. uh, ensemble that you had for Bruma or, or a few variations? Just a few variations. Uh, uh, the guitarist uh, I, in Bruma had also another guitarist, uh, Claudius Spivak. But the, except uh, Zé Renato, who did just the intro for that song. And I think the, the, the musicians are the same, including the percussionists. Oh, I had the Paulo Braga. Paulo Braga is the drummer who played with Jobim for the last years. During, during 10 years or more, he played for Antonio Carlos Jobim in the 80s and 90s, just before Jobim uh, died. And, uh, but Paulo played in five songs. And Rafael Barata, the other drummer, played in, in four of the songs, uh, played the drums on the four of the songs. And uh, it's a dream team. It's, it's a pity that we spent just a few days. No, the album, we recorded like in three, four days, we recorded the, the album. We had one, one rehearsal for the, the, for the horn section just to check if uh, everything was okay. And then we go to the studio. And then everything happens at the at the moment there. They, it's a very good horn section. They are used to play together, so they breathe together. They they are very, very good improvisers, uh, soloists. So 
it's very fast, you know, when you see in one week, there's no more recording. Hmm. <laughs> so I have to, to wait for the next chance to, to be with them playing. Because in this, at this moment, we are not playing uh, live, uh, almost nothing in Brazil. And even in the West, uh, the, the shows didn't come back uh, to the, to the no normal. So we have to wait for the next chance. So that's what I was going to ask you. It, it, it sounds like maybe uh, either pandemic restrictions or other considerations are not allowing you to take this on the road right now. That's that's true. That's true. No, no, not much. Uh, the, the other day I, I played the, in a show in the Botanic Garden with Carol Saboya, just piano and vocals, and I was in an open-air situation. It's always a very beautiful day, but that's not common. You know, people are not uh, using much horn sections to play live because of the air that comes from the horns. Uh, that's some some rules that uh, that are happening at this moment in Brazil. I hope that doesn't uh, exist for a long time. It's going to change very soon. In the meantime, just a, a few final questions. Let me ask you at this point, is there another project already underway or do you have the, the seed planted for something coming yet? Speaking about uh, albums, I always have uh, some ideas, but uh, speaking about, uh, about, I have a music school in, in Rio. Also, I dedicate some time to my school and I do some teaching online these days. I'm teaching like a, uh, can teach online also. But for performances, I I had one show programmed to for with the South Florida Jazz, which was canceled as a series. They they canceled the, the entire series because of the pandemics, of course, and that was was going to be in in February. But uh, I do one one few things, a uh, few things I, I I hope to do, but not not too much right now. But you're keeping busy with educational pursuits, of course, and and the practicing the piano and the writing for other people. I I have been doing recordings also. I have been doing some some recordings, like a, an arranger and piano player. That's something I I am doing also. Well, you play beautifully as well as arrange amazingly, and I will tell you that uh, Jobim Forever is uh, one that should last forever. It's truly a fantastic thing. Thanks a lot. Thanks. That's a very nice uh, comment from you. Thank you. I'm very proud to do that album. And who knows, maybe one day somebody will do an album release as a tribute to Antonio Adolfo. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Alan. That's so, so, so great. I uh, thank you very much for spending the time with us to get caught up with where you are in uh, your career and with the music that you produce and compose and perform. And I will say that it's been a pleasure to have you as our guest once again on All That's Jazz. Thank you to All That's Jazz and thank you to you, Alan. That's my pleasure to be here. I hope to be next time here again. Well, Antonio, thank you. Uh, it's always a treat to share time with you and speak with you. And I wish you all the best and hope we'll get to see you one uh, time stateside where we can see you in performance. 
Yes, me too. Same here. Thank you very much. And I hope to, to be one day performing there live also. Thank you to you, Alan. Thanks for listening to this episode of All That's Jazz with pianist, arranger, producer, and educator, Antonio Adolfo. We'd like to thank Ben Cedrin for the use of Mr. P's Shuffle as our theme song. And visit us again next time for another interesting conversation on All That's Jazz. If you liked today's episode, please leave us a five-star rating on the streaming service you use. All That's Jazz is available on every major streaming app, including Podbean, Apple Podcast, and Spotify, as well as Facebook and online at allthatsjazz.net.